everyone, welcome to Nancy's Nuggets, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories from real people, fun facts, music, and more. The goal is to relax, listen, maybe you'll resonate with someone or something. We're all on our own journey together. Enjoy. So welcome everyone to another episode of Nancy's Nuggets. Uh, today I am super excited to introduce to you uh, Patrick Manley. So Pat, we kind of jump right into these episodes and dive right <laughs> in and then I kind of start firing some questions at you. Um, but Pat, why don't you um, tell us a little bit about yourself and say hello? Sure. Um, my name's Pat Manley, as you mentioned. Uh, I uh, let's see. So I'm turning 42 this year. Um, I am a, a publisher at Elsevier. It's a uh, medical publisher, medical publishing company. Um, this particular branch has been around uh, since the 1880s uh, oh, wow. in Philadelphia. That used to be called W.B. Saunders. Um, I am celebrating my 20th anniversary as <gasps> an employee next month. So cool. Yeah. Um, I'm also a musician, a guitarist. Um, I, I've worked with some films. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big, you know, I, I really enjoy, uh, artistic endeavors. So that, that's like my personal life hobby slash side business. <laughs> Super um, cool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's, 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 I guess the rundown right now, but, uh, I, I can go into more detail later, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so I like to briefly touch on, cause you know, we love to interview, like obviously like all different types of people on the podcast and you know, it's, it's great how we met. So do you want to kind of briefly tell me <laughs> yeah. the, the listeners? So how did we meet? Do you remember? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> um, so uh, I was going, but uh, my wife and I were um, just, starting like very very early thinking about moving and uh we went we were going to some open houses and uh we went to this one um particular one that uh was a little bit of our price range and uh we decided what the hell you know we're here anyway um and the realtor happened to be someone named nancy evans and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh it it's kind of funny because when we both my wife and I, when we met you were like, you're very, I, I, we could tell like you, you had that kind of energy that we have, like that same, that same kind of, um, uh, sometimes you just have that, you know, that sense that someone gets you. Yeah. And, kind of uh, that goofy creative. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we don't, you know, we don't even talk to you for like 10 minutes, but we, when we left, we're like, I think we want her to be our realtor. And, um, <laughs> and then, you know, a couple months later, uh, you know, the, the house was still for sale and it was more in our price range and it all worked out. And, um, and then we got to work with you to, you know, have it all, all through the process. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been great and got to know you better. And now, now we consider you a friend of ours. Yeah. Um, so it's been terrific. Yeah, no, it's been so much fun. And it's, it's, that's one thing I love about real estate is you kind of like you, you meet all different types of people and you never know. I mean, I'm such a huge fan and that's kind of the reason why I started this podcast to begin with, but you know, I'm such a huge fan of just like learning about 
different people's stories and where they're at. And, you know, real estate, such an awesome avenue to do that. And when you guys came in and you were looking, um, you know, it was fun because I, I actually formed a special connection to that house. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, I really loved it. And, you know, I really wanted you guys and I wanted someone wonderful to move into the house, um, you know, and it was neat because I had actually switched brokerages. So I, I left yeah. my old company and I went to Keller Williams and the house dropped, you know, the price we actually, so I had to give up that listing um, because, you know, I had switched and everything. And the price dropped by over, I think it was like 30 or 40,000. Yeah, and I'm like, lot, oh my gosh. So I started reaching out, you know, to obviously people that I knew and I'd talked to and everything and it, you know, reach back out to you guys. And I just, you know, it really kind of unfolded so awesomely. And, you know, you guys actually got immediate equity on your house. You know, you bought this yeah. house. It's a great area, great house. I mean, we even had a an architect walked through the house and he was just saying how amazing that house was. <laughs> um, so it's just, it was really cool to help see you guys along in that process and kind of that next stage in your, you know, house buying, yeah. <laughs> house buying that's, and everything. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we love it. Yep. Yeah. So that's excellent. So, so obviously that's how we met. Um, you know, the more that I've got to know, you know, gotten to know you and Melissa, you know, your wife, who I'm actually going to have her on the podcast as well. Um, <laughs> the more I just, I'm blown away by how, by how creative you guys are and all the fun kind of like projects that you have going on. So, you know, like you said before, you kind of briefly mentioned that you're a musician. So mm -hmm. I haven't seen you officially play, but like, do you sing? Do you play guitar? Do you play other instruments? Like what's your jam? Yeah, so um, I play guitar and sing in a, in a band I formed 20 years ago, also 20 years ago. So I've been Whoa. working here for 20 years, and I've also been playing in my band for 20 years. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's called Effusion 35, and, um, you know, I, I've, I've written a lot of songs for the band. Uh, the band is uh, it's an alternative rock band. We've um, had, um, you know about as good success as you can get you can have in uh in uh you know uh independent music within uh mainly focused in philadelphia we've uh we, we haven't really gotten a chance to tour very often or any outside of philadelphia some jersey and delaware and some things like that um but uh it's it's been i mean it's just a tremendous uh outlet of creativity and uh it, it, there's really no other experience that i've had like performing it's you know when, when it's going well it's just a, an amazing like connection with um other musicians and the feeling is like very unique um and uh yeah i mean we've we've been we've been really kind of lucky to stay together so long i mean uh almost no very few line lineup changes over the years uh considering um <laughs> and, and uh and uh yeah, it's it's really uh, it's really a lot of fun. And, super uh, super yeah. cool, awesome. So if you had to compare yourself, so like I'm definitely like an all rock fan too. But like if you had to compare yourself, your sound, you know, to another band, who would you compare your? Sound yeah. To? Um, so a lot of people say uh, there's like some Foo Fighters in there. Ah. Um, I was a uh, huge. I grew up with my my parents always played the Beatles and Rolling Stones. Uh, and yes. so that was like, so ingrained in my makeup uh, and not just musically, like just the way I think about things. And um, 
so i mean that's that's definitely in there i think i hope um yeah uh, i like um some people have, have said we have a little bit of like the 70s like late 70s like uh, television talking heads like that kind of era. Oh my music. god, this sounds like yeah. epic. So yeah, I gotta listen. <laughs> I gotta yeah. listen. Um, yeah. So you said the Beatles, like especially. So do you have a favorite Beatles song? Um, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, how, how about yeah. top three? Let's do top okay. three. <laughs> okay. So uh, one song I really love by the Beatles is not a very I mean, it, it certainly. I mean, there, there's no Beatles song that's not well known, but um, the uh, it's not like someone's top choice normally. It's called "She Said She Said." Okay. Um, it's on Revolver, and um, which is my favorite record, and um, it's really I just love it because it's so strange. Um, it's very it has like a very dark edge to the lyrics. You can tell they're starting to get into more experimental things. Um, John Lennon wrote it because he uh, he was on some um, I guess I guess it was an acid uh, acid experience with um, <laughs> Peter Fonda um, and Peter Fonda was like really freaking out in this experience. He kept saying like I I know what it's like to be dead. I know what it's like to be dead. And wow. uh, John was like this is really weird and this guy's freaking me out. And he kind of changed the. Uh, uh, Changed it a little bit to uh, from he said to she said, um, but there's a line in there. It's repeated that um, she said, "I know what it's like to be dead." Um, and there's there's some like you know, uh, you see that come back a little later in that album with um, "Tomorrow Never Knows." Like it had, it's basically the lyrics from, or the lyrics are all from the Tibetan Book of the Dead, and there's like this this oh, kind wow. of metaphysical thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It gets um, pretty deep. And that's the whole, that's on the Revolver album? Yes. Yep. Yep. And it, that that's, so Tomorrow Never Knows, that I would probably put that as one of my top three as well. And uh, that's the last song in Revolver. And it's so bizarre. Um, you know, at that time, the Beatles had been known for Hard Day's Night and all these things So uh, that were very poppy. And then there's this song that's basically one chord of John Lennon reading like Tibetan, <laughs> Tibetan Book of the Dead over <laughs> uh, this one chord that sounds like very uh, Indian influenced. And uh, that was kind of a signal like, yeah, you know, the old days are over. And then the next thing you get is Sgt. Peppers and, you know, their evolution from there. Yeah. I mean, I think so many people don't even realize like how epic the Beatles were. I mean, a lot of people oh, yeah. do, but then a lot of people really don't. You know, like, right. it, it's funny. I kind of use the Beatles as a, a gauge kind of. It's like, are you a cool person? Like for anybody yeah. who's like, I hate the Beatles. They stink. It's like, we can't be friends. <laughs> you know? And and they were, you know, they were around for less than 10 years. And the, yeah. amount, the amount of material <sighs> they put out is amazing. Especially yeah. when you think of today, like you're lucky to get a record from a band every five years. Yeah. And they were putting on multiple, like completely you know classic records every year it's amazing i mean the hits yeah like yeah. i actually um in high school my brother for one of my birthdays he bought me the beatles like one album and cool. you know of course those are the mainstream hits but it was funny because 
you know, I, I was listening to all that music and then I kept hearing more songs that I liked and I'm like, oh my God, the Beatles, you know, John Lennon sang that too. And this is yeah. like, it's, oh God. Do you remember the song John Lennon did, uh, The Wheels? I think it's called The Wheels Returning. Watching or, The Wheels, watch, yeah. Yes. Like, that's, that's one of my favorite songs of all time. That's yeah. Song, I yeah. think in my top five uh, oh of any God. band, yeah. But like what came out of, I mean, the talent. Oh God, yeah. just unbelievable. Um, yeah. So I jotted here my notes just as we're talking through some things. Um, did you ever see the movie Evil Dead? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? I, I, the movie e- Evil Dead. So oh, yeah. Have, okay. You talked about uh, John Lennon reading like, you know, the Tibetan, you know, the Book of the Dead or something. It reminded me of the Necronomicon. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> From Evil Dead. No, totally. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've, I've definitely seen that. I, I've seen I think I've seen them all. Um, I didn't see the series, the TV series, but, um, uh, yeah, I saw all the, definitely the three films, the original three films. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, uh, our family favorite, because that's, that was one of those things. I actually, I grew up with a brother and we were really close to my cousin. And so I was doing like boy stuff a lot. And that oh, cool. was one of the things <laughs> yeah. we, we watched all the evil dead movies often. Um, but the one that they actually had the medieval times, I guess he goes back from like S smart. He gets thrown back into yeah. like, <laughs> you know, so that's amazing yeah that, that reminds me of that so anyway i digress so <laughs> we're gonna um basically i'm just gonna kind of start firing off some questions and just picking your brain and you know sure. again you're um you know you've been a publisher you know you've been in publishing you've been you know working for the same company for 20 years it's just kind of cool to hear people's different perspectives on things and just mm-hmm. you know to kind of hear some more about you so um, so can you tell me, I mean, you've been in the same profession, but, you know, what have been some of the biggest challenges or obstacles that you faced, you know, in your professional, um, sure. you know, in your professional life? Sure. So, um, so the product I work on um, is called the Clinics, um, has been known as the Clinics of North America for, we've had over a hundred years of, uh, in a couple of our titles, um, and uh, they're very unique, um, and they're great because of that, but they're also hard to describe sometimes, and uh, they sometimes don't get the credit they're due because they uh, are so new- unique. Um, and the struggles, I would say, have to do with something that is entirely present through all of print publishing, and that is... Uh, you know, electronic media mm-hmm. and moving from print to electronic. Um, uh, we've, we've made great strides in that, but there's a lot to be done and it never, it never stops. Um, and I always joke like, you know, had, had you entered publishing at any time in the last 500 years, it would be, you know, mostly the same experience <laughs> up yeah. until, up until like 1990 and then everything changes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now you, you're just constantly, you know, chasing this um, evolution of content and how things are delivered and how how many different formats there are. And uh, it's you, you're never I mean, it, you're never ahead of the, of the game. You have to just kind of you just have to kind of uh, anticipate things a little earlier than they're released and be able to adapt quickly so you're able to get your stuff into that 
format and you know whatever service people are getting things from and um so it's exciting i mean in a one in one way it's really exciting because yeah. there's all this all this new stuff another way it's very daunting because how can you possibly be aware of everything that's being developed at one time yeah um and uh i mean i think we've made it we've we've done a lot to adapt to that and we've uh definitely made some headway there and uh you know i'm, I'm hopeful for the future in a lot of areas um but yeah it's it's definitely i would definitely call it an obstacle because there's there's limitations to your resources limitations to um you know how many uh the infrastructure to create this electronic stuff just the customer or um author buy-in of that because some authors are a little older and they may not be you know up to speed with some things and you want to do this new technology but you know they don't necessarily want to do that mm-hmm. um so yeah it's, it's 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 so many moving parts to it um and uh it's it's complicated but uh it's also you know really exciting in, in another aspect excellent now you're the publishing company has up to this point they've only done medical correct well um so elsevier is the wing that i'm in and we do um uh all medical and the health sciences side. And then there's also the S and T side that does a lot more like technical things. Um, you know, you like math textbooks and, you know, geography and all, all kinds of things that, um, we don't, uh, deal with on my side, but, uh, the company is so huge. I mean, we're in every single country. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, I'm probably over speaking there, but most <laughs> countries, <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, you know, it's, there's, we have a lot of uh, flexibility and, and uh, global reach. Um, so yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. And uh, we've really kind of evolved into like a, a technological uh, or tech company uh, with a lot of, uh, we have a lot of developers now and um, you know, really developing software and, and things to, de- to deliver this content to uh, different um, platforms. Excellent. Excellent. So, you know, in your journey, like being around all this, do you, do you learn a lot of random facts? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I, I, I should probably just have a disclaimer that, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a doctor and do not profess to know, uh, have medical knowledge that would be, you know, should be used by anyone. Um, but yeah, because we see so much come in, uh, often like friends will be like, you know, do you know anything about, you know, such and such condition or, <laughs> and, you know, I, I usually do know at least, you know, the layman's terms of, <laughs> you know, the, you might want to see your doctor about that or, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I would never, I, I do not profess to have any medical advice that you should follow. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, you learn, I mean, you, you see all the developments of, new drugs and, you know, new, new treatments. It's, it's really interesting. Like, um, being kind of on the, on the front lines of that is, uh, kind of exciting, especially when you see something that's going to, you know, be a huge, uh, uh, have huge effect on certain conditions that, you know, are hurting a lot of people and, you know, you know, uh, there's something coming that's going to, uh, alleviate some of that. 
Yeah, it's so crazy. I've been seeing like the billboards lately, um, you know, the medicine they've come out with for HIV patients right? Yeah. and stuff like that. And I actually, it brought tears to my eyes because I'm like, you know, how many lives are probably changed and affected by these things, you know? Totally. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I'm like, I have to go to um, medical conferences, um, you know, around the country for some of our, uh, where some of our series are, um, you know, for sale or, or, or editors are presenting. And I believe I was at one where some kind of some news broke that involved one of our publications um, and like a paper that we published. And um, it was uh, at UPenn and, it, you know, it's a new cancer drug. And a lot of the research with one of our authors is it it really exciting. I mean, what this kind of. Yeah see that you're a part of that in some way or and getting that information out to people. That is so cool. So, so as like, so your job title is publisher. Is that yeah. correct? Okay. Yeah. So what exactly, cause I mean, I, I know so many people here like, Oh, a publishing company or a publisher or whenever they want to get their books you know, published. Yeah. Um, what does that even mean? Um, so uh, at this stage, I'm basically uh, in charge of the entire clinics program, which is, 50, 58 titles um, of different medical specialties. Uh, they're kind of like journals in the sense that they're uh, quarter, you know, quarterly or bi-monthly publications. Um, and they, 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 uh, they come out on a uh, set schedule. So uh, I, I oversee, you know, the business level of that. And um, I have six editors that report to me and they all, they all do the, editorial work um and you know uh there's a lot of budgetary stuff and just keeping the lights on stuff but <laughs> yeah and, you know uh making sure the program's running and uh we're adhering to the schedule and we're meeting our budgets and we're you know uh uh working with marketing to make sure that we're you know reaching the people we need to reach and um it's a lot you know it's a lot of uh spinning plates and you yeah. uh uh but it's also a great responsibility and, you know, you, it's rewarding because you have tangible um, results from it. And, um, and you know, this, the results are, of, you know, reaching doctors and helping them improve their outcomes. And um, it's, it's, it, it's very rewarding. And uh, it, for any time that it's difficult, you know, you, you can remember that, that you, it's, it's not just, it's not just a job of like drudgery. It's, it's something that is important and, um, helps people. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, super cool. So we're going to switch a little more on the, um, the personal side of things. So, uh, what things in your life make you happy? Okay. Uh, so, uh <laughs> let's see what makes me happy. Uh, I guess uh, I I would say music certainly. M music is um, hugely, you know, important to me. Like I I don't understand people who who like don't get influenced the way I do if I <laughs> songs or, or like or kind of it's like it's very strange. I mean I, I'm sure we all have this, and it doesn't have to be music. It can be something else, you know, TV or movies or, um, but like people who don't have the um or people who are indifferent towards you know certain bands or th like i have like a, i'm very like passionate about 
certain bands and, th- and things that it, it, it's like an important factor of my life. Yeah. And um, I can't, I can't even conceive of like the opposite of where it's, it's like, Oh, well, you know, that band's okay. Or uh, <laughs> that song's okay. Like, I, like it has to be like either, either it's great or it's terrible or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, and I, you know, I, I have a lot of, I feel like I get a lot of um, kind of cathartic release through music and certainly performing music and, um, uh, so that that definitely is like a, a driving force of of happiness, I would say. Um, and uh, you know, when I can get some time off, and you know, my wife and I, uh, we have, we love a lot of the same stuff, which is really great. And yeah. you know, I, I think that's how we really we've always connected that way. And that's um, I've I'm a big proponent of, um, you know. I know you, you sometimes you'll hear people say, and it's kind of, I don't know if it's cliche or just, uh, you know, uh, something that's been kind of repeated over time, but the opposite track thing, but I really, I, I don't subscribe to that so much. Um, I, I, so there's a lot of, I, I think there's so much benefit of having that kind of shared interest that you can partake in and, um, you know, yeah, I mean that, that's that. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that kind of. You know, we we will see films that we like together and uh, discuss. You know, what we thought of them, and it, th- th- there's so many things that that come up from that shared interest that I think uh, people sometimes overlook. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, my fiance and I are so much alike, and it's <laughs> you know we've been through similar challenges and things like that, and we both find certain things entertaining and enjoyable that other people would be like what right (laughs) you know so it's like you know that's part of what makes us tick so i agree with you there Um, yeah and sense of humor too like i feel like if you don't have the same sense of humor it's i'm not sure i don't know i guess maybe things were different when people just grew up in small towns and you know didn't meet a lot of people outside of their circles but uh you know it's it's much easier to to find someone with your shared interest now i think yeah, no, it's yeah. so true. And I will say, it's funny, whenever I first started dating my fiance, he was very serious. <laughs> <laughs> He's very serious. And I was like, come on, man. You know, I was like, there's no way. And it's funny, because I'm kind of like a nerd and kind of like a goofball at heart. So like, I can't go through a day without, you know, doing something obnoxious or laughing at something ridiculously that m- might not yeah. be <laughs> that funny. <laughs> um, so it's just like, you know, he finally, it's funny, because he finally started to come out of his shell. And now he's just like a big kid. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, that's definitely being able to find humor and, and just relax and, you know, have fun is great. Yeah. Um, so how did, how did you and uh, your wife, Melissa, meet? Like, how did you guys actually get together? Uh, okay. So um, my, do you remember MySpace? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Sure do. Yep. So, so yeah, before Facebook, um, and after Friendster, there was MySpace, and it still exists. Uh, <laughs> many, oh. many a year ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's still there, but it's like this weird ghost place where, like, I don't even know what runs it. Like, it's it kind of you, you can log in and see like things that you liked in two thousand seven, oh, and wow. <laughs> um. But uh, anyway, so we, we, I was on there actually on my birthday, um, in 2005, I guess. And, um, 
you know, I, I'd come back from like a birthday dinner with my family and I was just unwinding. And uh, I'm a huge fan of the series Twin Peaks. Um, and at that time, like there's some weird delay where it wasn't coming out on DVD and it, like, it was never released on DVD. And, um, and there was like news dribbling out over time that it was going to be released and I wanted to figure out when. <laughs> and um, I, there was a, a group on MySpace about Twin Peaks and I went on there just to see if there's any news. And uh, Melissa, I guess, had just joined and then like people pop up. They're like, so-and-so just joined. Uh, so yeah, I talked to them or it, it was, it was kind of a, it was very, um, it, it was more interactive of, of a group than you see on like Facebook these days. Like it's more almost, almost like chat rooms a little bit. Yeah. Um, so um, I did, I clicked on it and we started talking about like Twin Peaks and stuff and it turned out we had a lot more in common. Um, and, you know, it, I, it was, it was fun and we, we kind of, you know, just, uh, kept in touch over time and then she was working on a screenplay uh, for her film that she just released a couple of years ago um, and uh, she wanted to meet with me because it had involved Catholic school and I went to the Catholic school for like 12 years and uh, oh, wow, yeah and we met at um, Franklin Mills Mall and <laughs> <laughs> actually it's called something else now uh, yeah. Well, at that time it was called Frank Wells, and uh, we were, like really hit it off then. And then w- within a few months, I think we were, yeah, within a couple months we were dating, and uh, yeah, that, so that was 2006 when we met in person, and we got married in 2016, um, and we had lived together since like 2007. So it's it's been a long time. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That's awesome. Excellent. So, um, and actually today's our, today's our anniversary. Holy cow. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. So how many years total did you say? Uh, so (laughs) from 2000, 10, 11, 12, 13 years total, three years married. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's super cool. Um, I love it. You guys are like, definitely, I mean, again, like it's cool to see creative people and, you know, I grew up in a family of creatives (laughs) creatives <laughs> like yeah we have um you know my mom's an artist um my sister oh, actually wow. is like triple major in like art you know art degrees oh and yeah like they they definitely I, I I'm the only one you know I play music I play like guitar piano violin um I mean not well but like yeah. you know I dabble but That's they're great. definitely the more like hands-on like artistic they do like glass art and things like that but it's it's something that I absolutely appreciate and I enjoy seeing other people be creative as well so um so yeah so that's awesome thanks for sharing that about sure. uh, you and Melissa so all right what are like cuz I know obviously you've got your work you got your music like in addition to music and everything else like what are a couple of your hobbies that you enjoy <clears throat> um so I guess I would say one of my hobbies would be, I would call it probably a hobby because I, I don't have a lot of my background in it, but it, it also extends into work a little bit. Um, so Melissa is a filmmaker. She has her own production studio um, and I've worked with her in some films and I, I've actually produced a documentary with her um, and I'd probably call it more of a hobby, but I mean, it certainly is a uh, a vast amount of work because, uh, some of the things we did were very labor intensive. Um, 
but very enjoyable too. Uh, uh, certainly not my career, but uh, something that uh, I was able I was able to help her with, and and, and uh, it was very rewarding. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like. I feel like a lot of my hobby time is, is taken up by, by music and, and, you know, film productions and things of that nature. So, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't have so much of the, um, like golfing time right now. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Well, the yeah. movies are much cooler. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so do you have like a favorite joke or a quote or like, you know, anything that you have kind of that you usually have in your arsenal yeah. of? <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's see. So I always like the the, uh, the John Lennon quote, like "Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans." Yeah. Um, there's an Oscar Wilde quote I always liked. It's not. It's it's kind of. I I, I tend to like sarcastic things, and <laughs> um, he uh, one of his. I mean, he he's a great. He's a quote machine, Oscar Wilde. Um, yeah. And. and and he he would just do it for fun, like just to like rile people up. Um, but, but one of his one of his uh, quotes was, um, "Ambition is the last refuge of the failure." And I, I used to always think about that, like, like there's so many connotations there. Almost like you know, if you have to try it all, then you're already a failure. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, like like you should just be naturally good at these things. Like you know you know, um, and I I just. I, I love stuff like that. It's kind of like, you know, witty and you know, you, you, it has multiple meanings and um, it, it, they're, they're just in my wheelhouse. I love it. So it yeah. reminds me whenever you said the Oscar Wilde thing. So I, I always have weird things happen to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's kind of like just really strange things, almost like somebody knocking you over the head, like, hey, pay attention. Um, <laughs> and one thing was uh, I got a fortune cookie quote. And it was in my fortune cookie at, for dinner. And it said, uh, experience is the name we give our mistakes. Oh. And I didn't, it actually didn't say quoted by Oscar Wilde, but then I checked my quote app for the day. Yeah. And the quote of the day was the same one. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, what are the odds? Right. My <laughs> fortune cookie quote. And it just happened to be too. That's the day after. I went to get blood work done. Um, I was just getting like a regular checkup and it was a walk-in appointment and I walk up to the front counter and I, I was still freaked out about the fortune cookie thing a little bit, but, but imagine this, right? I walk up to the counter and the lady says, what's your birthday? And I said, you know, April 15th. And she goes, haha, very funny. You know? And I'm like, uh-huh. why, why is that funny? And she said, no way. That's really your birthday. And I said, yeah. And she goes, that's my birthday and the, oh, wow. and the girl who just came in before you that was her birthday <laughs> i was like what twilight soon wow what are the odds of that right oh yeah oh i even <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so sorry because now no, like you're sparking all these like funny things so the weirdest thing that's happened to me most recently i met up with my cousins in philadelphia we were going um you know like uh like thrift store shopping we were just yeah. bouncing around to a couple places and I just had this need to pick up this book, right? It was this old book that was kind of falling apart. And it was a birthday book. It was like a birthday and like, a, I don't, a ten, Tennyson birthday book, I guess they call it. Okay. So I picked it up and literally the first page I turned it to, I looked down and it says, Nancy Evans died. <laughs> what? 
I, I actually, I'm going to send you a picture. Like, yeah. so I opened the book and it says Nancy Evans died and it says 19 and it was like a date in May. What and the? I was just like, so freaked out. And my cousin was standing right next to me and she's like, are you kidding me? And it was the first page I opened up and I'm like, okay. <laughs> that, is, that is freaky. Oh my God. Yeah. Super freaky. So anyway, um, yeah, just weird stuff. But the Oscar Wilde, <laughs> sorry, that triggered that. Um, so anyway, so can you share with us, because I know we're obviously going on a little uh, a little while now. I just, I want you to share um, any experience, if you can, with our audience. Just, you know, people, you know, obviously you're approaching 40 and, you know, you've mm-hmm. lived, you know, through certain things and obviously, you know, growing up and all kinds of, you know, people grow up and experience all different things. So can you share with us any pivotal moments or pillar experiences in your life that really shifted you to kind of change the way that you, you do things in life or maybe have changed your mindset? Hmm. So I have a couple of these. Um, okay. And what, one is like, one is something that I talk about often that influenced, you know, how I wanted to become a musician. Um, and another one I would probably say is, is more of like a, a basic life thing. Okay. Um, do, do you, do you have a preference to, uh, you know what, just why don't you give me a snippet of each? Like, I'm definitely okay. curious because the musician thing happened at the same point you got that 20 year long, <laughs> you know, yeah, your yeah, publishing yeah. job too. Right. So I want to hear definitely about that. And then, you know, the other sure. one. Um, so I remember, um, I have a lifelong friend named Brendan and uh, we, you know, I, I was in high school and I was over his house and uh, I was, you know, I liked music and when I kind of, I, I mean, I always liked music, but it, I, it wasn't like a driving force in my life at that point. Um, yeah. And uh, remember, do you remember Columbia House? The, uh, you would get like eight CDs for a, a penny and... <laughs> Uh, yeah, in, I in the I mail. Yeah. yeah, and then like you would have to pet, you had to buy a bunch of stuff. But oh, man, uh, I forget, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so great though because I mean, you if you were starting a collection, all of a sudden you had like all these uh, CDs off the off the uh, off the bat. Yeah. So my friend got um, uh, a Nirvana CD in the mail, and I was over his house, and uh, he put it on, and the first song on there was a song called dive and um, I had never heard it before and he hadn't heard it before. And it, something about that moment in time was like, really, I just like, I could feel like my brain changing. Wow. <laughs> it, it was, it was so strange. Like from that second, I was like, I need to listen to that again. And like, I got so obsessed with like that, you know, the feeling that that song gave me and um, that Nirvana, I mean, I'd heard Nirvana before, but it didn't like uh, that awake, that kind of awoke me to them. Wow. And um, I, you know, I started playing guitar, like, you know, obsessively for years and years and writing songs. And um, it's really kind of fascinating how to me that you hear things like that, you know, that something like that could happen but you never, you think it, or people are kind of, you know, exaggerating a little bit. Um, but yeah. I'm really, I'm not, it, it was, it was really like that. I can tell you the moment that that happened and, you know, I've been playing ever since. Wow. Um, and then 
as more of a life experience thing. So, I mean, this is kind of, um, it, it was, it was a few years ago, Melissa and I were, um, on a, a hayride at a, um, you know, at a, a farm around, around Halloween. And, um, we got struck by a, a moving vehicle, uh, as we were crossing a road and we were thrown about and, um, you know, it's pretty horrific experience that uh-huh. uh, we, we, we saw the whole thing unfolding and, uh, we had physical injuries and of course, like emotional oh injuries. Gosh. Yeah. Um, and it, it was really like, you know, it was a life changing event in terms of how I kind of, my perspective on things in terms of how, how much time we have here. And, um, I think I was around 35 then. And, you know, I remember thinking to myself, like, Oh my God, I, you know, this can't be it. Yeah. Um, there's so much more I want to do. And I, I really did. I definitely, I definitely feel like I took the bull by the horns more after that. A lot of good came out of it though. It was really hard to recover from that. Like just, just the memory, the PTSD from it. I mean, you, it's, that's a real thing. Like anyone who's ever questioned that it's, yeah, it's real. Um, and you can't control it and you have to kind of just deal with it. God, yeah. Um, I can't even imagine. Jeez. But I mean, I think it made listen and my relationship even stronger. And, you know, we had that, we worked, we worked on it together and worked through it. And, um, uh, so a lot of good came from it, but it was also probably the worst thing I can remember in my life that, you know, in terms of being traumatic or, uh, or, um, you know, just a, negative event in and when it happened yeah gosh no that's that's something huge and it's yeah. so interesting um because i interviewed one of my my friends who he's he also does filmmaking and everything and you know it's it's interesting because he was sharing something similar where it's like you think one of the worst things that can happen to you in your life you know it's so horrible but you know, a lot of times some good things can actually come out of it too. And it's, it's hard to even imagine, you know, it's like, I mean, something so traumatic like that, but the fact that it's made you guys stronger and it's jump-started things in your life is, you know, it's inspiring, you know, because some people, you know, end up looking at it a different way. So that's, it's pretty amazing. Um, All right. Well, I am definitely, I mean, I've definitely picked your brain for quite a while now, so (laughs) I'm going to kind of wrap things up, but I want to end on a positive note and I want you to just share with me, you know, real quick, something that makes you laugh or something that inspires you, uh, maybe something that you can leave our audience with that maybe they can, you know, obviously laugh about or, you know, take a look at, or, you know, is there something that you would like to share them with? Sure. Uh, So you mean like a piece of media or yeah, it could be anything, just something, you know, that, that maybe, you know, kind of lifts you up or, or makes you happy or something that, you know, might inspire them. Yeah. Um, so in terms of things that make me happy, (laughs) um, let me think about this for a second. Sorry. It could even be like a song or something or like a specific, you just throw it on. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, have you ever seen a, a Gina, like Dave Chappelle? 
Oh, yeah, he's great. So yeah. there's a skit he does. For some reason, anytime I'm having a bad day, I just throw on his Rick James skit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Unity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I love that. And, and yeah. Actually, I, I just thought of something. So I, I um, uh, do you remember on Saturday Night Live, they used to have uh, Deep Thoughts by yes. Jack Handy? <laughs> like, th- those were my... Ap- like those were my favorite things ever. I mean, I, 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 even to this day when I read them, I just laugh hysterically. Me um, too. <laughs> but he he released, uh, of course, I can't remember the name of it, but he released a, a book a few years ago. It, it wasn't Deep Thoughts, but it was in that style. Okay. And um, it's a real short read, and like you can just keep it on your shelf and pick it up once in a while. But but it that same kind of dry you know, absurd <laughs> humor. And I, you know, I'm sure if you look on Amazon, it, I don't think he has many books. So it, it, that may be the only one that comes up, but uh, that, that certainly uh, cheers me up if, whenever I pick that up. Excellent. I love it. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I've read through probably every quote. <laughs> we, <Yeah. laughs> we used to laugh hysterically. And, and oh, those, I loved it. Yeah. yeah, those are the kind of quotes that either people look at you like you're crazy or they'll yeah. be laughing with you. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a good gauge thing. Too. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, Pat, thanks so much for, you know, taking time out of your day to, you know, share a little bit uh, with our audience and with us sure. about you and, you know, all the cool stuff and uh you know stories and adventures you've been through so thank you thank you thank you and um for everyone who's listening on the podcast you know thanks so much for joining another episode of nancy's nuggets and until next time have a wonderful day see ya Thank you so much for listening to Nancy's Nuggets. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a minute and you want to give us a review, we would very much appreciate it. So please give us a five-star review and share any feedback or takeaways you've had. Thanks again and have a great day.